And now, for your entertainment pleasure, an audio murder mystery starring a full cast of suspects. The Death of Dr. Davidson. Inspector McTavish has gathered the guests together in the drawing room of the Wakefield Manor and has just informed them that four of the guests have been ruled out as suspects in the death of Dr. Davidson. He has turned his attention now to Harrison Smythe. Uh, me? You're accusing me? Yes. You were captured trying to run away, and as I recall, you were desperate to leave the country. You were trying to flee the seat of the crime, weren't you? You, you all heard him. The night before, he told all of you my real name and that I have... Well, that I've had some trouble with the Spanish authorities. The cat got out of the bag, as they say, so I had no reason to kill him after that. He may have revealed your true identity to his family, Mr. Smythe, but it seems he made it clear he was about to inform the authorities of your whereabouts, not that he already had, which is indeed borne out by the files I found in the hiding place in his study, outlining your wrongdoings in great detail. In other words, you did have a reason to want him dead. This is absurd. I saw him in the hallway last night. After your argument, I saw him storm out of your room. And Hannah, Hannah, didn't you say you heard Davidson talking with someone? Isn't that why you left the cocoa outside in the hall? Well, yes, but I couldn't say who he was talking to. It must be him. It's obvious. He knew he wasn't going to get any more money out of the old man, and he feared arrest and deportation. He's been lying to all of us all these years. Of course he's lying now. I always knew you had married beneath you, Marlena. I swear you will pay for this insults. Stop it, both of you. I may have married a complete scoundrel, but I simply refuse to believe that he had anything to do with Papa's murder. As it happens, Mrs. Smythe, you're right. Harrison Smythe didn't have anything to do with Dr. Davidson's death. I told you! I should sue you for a slander, you... No. Mr. Smythe's crime was much more financially motivated than bloodthirsty. What? What crime? The jewels, watch, and the 20,000 pounds he removed from Dr. Davidson's safe before attempting to flee. Isn't that right, Mr. Smythe? I... I... You were searched when Sergeant Roy returned you to the house for that Burberry coat of yours. One of the benefits of bespoke clothing is that they often include little details that off-the-rack clothing lacks. Like, for instance, a well-concealed inner compartment in the jacket lining, perfect for securing important documents, like a passport in someone's real name, for example, or a large sum of cash. Sergeant Roy, would you be so kind? Here you are, sir. I looked for a hidden pocket like you suggested, and sure enough, there it was. 20,000 pounds sterling in cash, a gold pocket watch, a bracelet, and three passports in different names, one of which being Enrique Herrero. Indeed. Thank you, Sergeant. Please see that the money and other items are set aside as evidence. Along with this, the eyelash of Miss Pangiotis's, that I suspect... And I admit this is simply a hunch on my part. Perhaps you'd be so good as to confirm it, Mr. Smythe. I suspect was planted to throw us off Mr. Smythe's trail. You did what? How did you even get one of my false eyelashes? You're right, Inspector. I'm sorry, Dulcie. It was an impulsive move. 
They found it on the bathroom floor, and... And I acted without thinking. I thought if they believed you had taken the money, it would buy me some time. Your perfume was there too, so I used it. It was... I don't know. It was a foolish thing to do. And I am sorry. She could have been arrested for murder! You! Heartless! But she wasn't. Nor would she have been arrested for taking the money, as the inspector said. Her eyelash was simply too obviously planted to make her look guilty. Well, this is getting faintly ridiculous, Inspector. So far, we've heard nothing but alibis and excuses. If it wasn't Hannah, nor Rodney, nor Sadie, nor Dulcie, nor Enrique... Indeed, the pool of possible murderers is shrinking. As always, we must consider who had the strongest motive for killing Dr. Davidson. We all had motive, Inspector. He bankrupted all of us, fired Dulcie and Hannah, broke it off with Kitty. Yes, yes, he did. In fact, and you will forgive me if I take the trouble to explain my thinking on this point, from how you described his announcement at dinner, well, frankly, I found the whole affair to be quite theatrical. Would you not agree? Papa was like that, especially when he felt aggrieved. Still, did none of you think it odd that he chose to make such grand, excessively harsh changes to his estate, and indeed his personal life, all at once? Well, I, I suppose. But we were all too shocked by what he was saying to really give it much thought. In my experience, many police investigations into murders and acts of violence tend to overlook the victim when pursuing the perpetrator. In their rush to find the murderer, they ignore the murderee, as it were. They ignore his character. Perhaps you can speak to that, Mrs. Davidson. He was a selfish, over-emotional, self-important weasel. I admit I married him for his money. Don't you all look at me like that. He married me for my looks. I don't see any of you leaping to condemn him for not marrying for love. So you killed him before he could divorce you? <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, no. How naive of you. He simply had no grounds for divorce, and I dare say he knew it. But even if he were to pay off a judge and divorce me, I would simply sue him for alimony. A lot of it. No matter what happened, you'd be better off with him still breathing, in other words. Utterly. You must remember that clause he added to his will when we married. If he were to predecease me within ten years... So why the crocodile tears when he told you he was divorcing you? You behaved like you were utterly distraught. <sighs> Habit, I suppose. I've learned that a few well-timed tears usually cause his flights of rage. Are you buying this, Inspector? In fact, I am. She's entirely correct in what she says. Mrs. Davidson had every reason in the world to want her husband alive. I confirmed with the solicitor this afternoon that the codicil to Dr. Davidson's will is in fact ironclad, as they say. Had she killed Dr. Davidson, she would have inherited absolutely nothing. And so, she did not. This is a farce. You mean to tell me you think either Marlena or myself murdered Dr. Davidson? This is too outlandish for words. I understand, Mr. Forrester. If you would but indulge me a moment longer, all will become clear. You say, 
There was also the small matter of access to the prussic acid. As I mentioned to Mrs. Forrester, the culprits not only had to know that such a poison existed within this house, but also where it was kept. And furthermore, since it is such a deadly poison, Dr. Davidson kept it under lock and key. And so the guilty party had to have access to his locked surgery and his locked medicine cabinet. Someone who might, in fact, have had a master key. Someone who also knew about the nature of prussic acid and how to identify it by its chemical formula alone. Someone like you, Mrs. Smythe. That's preposterous. Marlena was a nurse, yes, but that was many years ago, and of course she has a master key. So does Hannah. That means nothing. Perhaps in and of itself, no. However, in light of what was discovered just outside your father's study door this morning, I believe this brooch belongs to you, Mrs. Smythe. Oh, my. I trod on it quite by accident. I'm afraid the stones are crushed. My sincerest apologies for my clumsiness. The stones are crushed? But that's impossible. Those are diamonds. They do look very much like diamonds, don't they? Marvelous what they can do these days. No, you see, these are merely paste, aren't they, Mrs. Smythe? <laughs> As you see. Now it is, of course, not my concern if you choose to wear costume jewelry, but it is my concern if such jewelry is found near a dead body. I... I was... Tell him, Marlena, for both our sakes. Oh, very well. I had an argument with my husband last night. He was trying to persuade me to sell a diamond brooch that he had bought me many years ago. Because we need the money so very badly, you understand. But as you see, I... Well, he was quite unaware of the fact that I had indeed sold the brooch. Two years ago... To pay off some creditors. I had replaced it with paste so he would never know. Marlena, why didn't you ever ask us for help? Because it's none of your business. At any rate, I I didn't want to argue with Harrison further, and I was terribly afraid that in his worked-up state he might actually take it from me and find out the truth. So my plan was to put the brooch in Papa's safe. But I follow her to the man she changed her mind. That's when she told me the truth. I admit it. I was furious. I threw the brooch on the ground and I crushed it beneath my heel. That's the absolute truth, Inspector. We were both so cross that we went to separate rooms after that. And I didn't see Harrison again until morning. But I can assure you, neither one of us entered his study, nor had we any reason to. Our acrimony is aimed entirely at each other. You may or may not believe us, but there you have it. I defy you to prove otherwise, for we simply had nothing to do with it. I saw Marlena go back to her room. I'll swear to it in court. Indeed, Mr. Forrester. Your generosity is admirable. However, it won't be necessary. Mrs. Smythe did not kill Dr. Davidson. Why then, this is ridiculous. That only leaves me. It would appear that way. Even if, as you say, you had long given up the fear of being disbarred or reported to the Securities Exchange Commission for insider trading. What? Is that what Papa had on you? Good heavens, Oliver. But you had yet another reason to commit the crime. Your love for Mrs. Smythe. 
Perhaps you had discovered that her mother's trust had been liquidated. As the solicitor told me this afternoon, perhaps your resentment towards your father-in-law for keeping you from the woman you love and causing her to marry another man finally spilled over into rage. I swear to you, as God is my witness, I did not kill James Davidson. I had every reason to wish him dead, yes, but I did not kill him. You did have every reason to, and you knew about the cyanide, and you admitted to taking Hannah's key to his study. Goodness me. You were seen by Harrison Smythe in the hallway that evening, and with- Dear God, Ollie, say you didn't murder Papa. I didn't. Mar, darling, I didn't. I swear to you on my life, I didn't. He's right, Mrs. Smythe. You didn't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We've gone through everyone. You've ruled all of us out. So who the devil killed Dr. Davidson? I am sorry to say, Dr. Davidson was killed by... himself. What? What? This is extraordinary. With the help of a clue you provided, Miss Higginbotham, I was able to locate a cache of secret files that Dr. Davidson had secured beneath the drawer of his desk. In perusing these documents, all of my suspicions were confirmed. Furthermore, there was another very interesting note among the files. It reads, My final words to my family are recorded on the wax cylinder in the recording device what? on my desk. It's extraordinary. We're going to hear the boss voice. Sergeant, would you please bring in the device? I've had Sergeant Roy bring down this contraption. Thank you very much, Roy. That's that's his new dictaphone. He bought that only last week. If you'll allow me, I will let Dr. Davidson himself explain the remaining details of this case. What message does Dr. Davidson have from the grave? Tune in next time for the stunning conclusion. <laughs>